0: Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'm joined, as always, by Tony Kerr. Salut. How you doing, Tony? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Where are we this time?
1: Uh, yeah, good question. So we are, what, it's about ten past nine BST as we record. PM. PM. Um, and we are, yeah, the, the light is just fading the sun fading over the back of St Peter Port. we're sort of sat on you know, a bit of raised sort of concrete area uh, by the bathing pools the, the sort of natural water pools where we had a swim this lunchtime no swim tonight it's all business tonight <laughs> down here but yeah just looking look over over the water to Castle Cornet and uh, yeah St Peterport in the background Guernsey the birthplace of cricket podcasting of course <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we might come on to that yeah. but yeah I mean visit Guernsey should be paying us to do this really, shouldn't they? because it's, it's it's a well I mean the listeners can't see it so we have to paint a picture with our words but yeah we're uh we're, we're sat can see St Peterport behind us beautiful kind of vista of St Peterport which is one of the loveliest towns yeah. in all of the bailiwick <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say in all the world
1: what's a lovely yeah it's, it's just to, to try to Add another layer onto that picture. Yeah, it's sort of a um, town. It's a town. There's, there's some buildings, but yeah, you know, it just sort of rises up. Yeah, uh, uh, the topography of it. it's sort of natural harbour, isn't it? This is really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> People listening for the first time. Well, oh, that was a thrilling test yeah. match. Let me check out see if any, <laughs> are There any good cricket podcasts out there? <laughs> yeah,
1: one of the uh, one of the one of the most. Uh, a yeah, amenable deep water, natural deep water harbors in northern Biscay. I'd say, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is—it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a real, it's a kind of tumble jumble of <laughs> of, of houses and uh, churches and things going up the hill there. And we've got Castle Cornet, we've got Herdsark, the other islands, Jersey. I can see over there, but luckily my back's to that. A couple of ducks just bobbing around on the sea out there. So we've got a really beautiful view. um For this podcast, we've got a lot to talk about and I'm very happy to say that we have two working microphones this time. had a bit of a disaster last time and had to share one mic. It's much better this way, although I'm slightly disappointed that I can't sort of control you in quite the same way. I can't control your interjections in the way that I could last time. talk what I want. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He does what he wants. Um, But yeah, let's crack into it then because there's a hell of a lot that we need to talk about really, Tone, isn't there? We did. When did we last meet? We did a preview of this yeah, we did a preview. England New Zealand series. I, mean, I said
1: England 2 0. <laughs> not sure that is what you said.
0: <laughs> I think it was half of that is true in that you said 2 0. Um, but it's turned out to be a, well, two tests in, is an absolutely scintillating test series, hasn't it? It's a bit of a cliche and you're hearing it trotted out a lot. But it is true. When these two teams meet, they just always. Not absolutely always, but <laughs> yeah. almost always. Let's leave aside Mon- Monganui <laughs> from 2019. But aside from that, they, they pretty much always produce thrilling cricket. And this series has been in any format, and this series yeah. has been no exception. Um, so the first test at Lords, uh, I'm not going to go into that in huge detail because. That, you know, people, ages ago, ago. ago, people already forgotten about that. But England won that, didn't they? With a a terrific uh, fourth innings run chase. A bit of a kind of weird game, that wasn't it? And it started in a really frenetic fashion with New Zealand being bowled out cheaply on day one and then England being skittled out as well. But anyway, it ended up uh, with England needing a a, a run chase about, what was it, about 270, 280. Uh, And Joe Root with a century uh, guided them there with, uh, with five weeks of spare. So that was a fantastic win. And they followed it up at Trent Bridge in the second test. Well, with a truly remarkable display. It was a truly remarkable test match in all sorts of ways. Um, New Zealand, batting first, made 553 this time, piled up the runs with Daryl Mitchell uh, making 190 and Tom Blundell 106. You'd really think from that position, how could they possibly lose the game? But England, uh, in response, made 539 and they did it at a, a fairly brisk rate with centuries from Ollie Pope and another 100 from Joe Root, 176. Um, New Zealand then, uh, I was going to say collapsed. There might be a little, sort of, in a sense, collapsed from, the, <laughs> from 102, 104 for one uh, to 249 for nine and eventually 284 all out. I mean, they would have felt that they, you know, they had a little bit of first innings lead as well. So they were setting England a target of 299 and they would have felt, I mean, 299 is a tough chase in the fourth innings, even with an unlimited amount of time. But England only had, what, 75 or so overs. But everybody thought that England would go for it, you know, given the new management. And they did go for it. It's hard to describe, really, Tone, what happened, is not it? Alex Lees made 44. But England were in big trouble when he departed at 93 for four. But then Johnny Bairstow and Ben Stokes came together, and Bairstow smashed the second fastest test century ever by an England batter. He made 136 from 92 balls. Ben Stokes, 75 not out from 70 balls and they did it they did it in 50 overs they had 25 overs <laughs> to spare it's pretty ridiculous short change the punters really so nothing to either. no genuinely because I, I mean well we'll come on to this. i was going to say this is more or less a perfect test match but in some ways ended up not being perfect because it was like oh well, well they won it you know with, <laughs> with with an hour and a half yeah. to spare it was like oh it's boring now we know he's going to win but anyway that sealed the win they go 2-0 up so they seal the series as well so and that was Tone England's fifth highest run chase of all time and by some distance their fastest so the fifth highest run chase ever in you know nearly 150 years of test cricket um, by an England team and they did it in 50 overs so pretty astonishing stuff that we've seen this week can you put it into a bit of perspective for us Tone how I've got three questions for you how good a test match was this How significant a result is this for England? Uh, And crucially, what does it mean?
1: Uh, Yeah, well...
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: yes, yes. Um, (laughs) There's an astonishing... Yeah, I mean, it was a truly astonishing test match. I don't want... I've learned the lesson in previous years where, you know, England have won and I've not been happy with it. Or England have won triumphantly and I've been like,
0: "Eh." It's not been enough.
1: Yeah, so I'm not going to say it wasn't enough. There's a few bones to to be picked i think um a bit later on but yeah i mean obviously i was at work on what day is it today is that one of the bones you yeah, want yeah. to pick um,
0: it's wednesday today yeah. the, the final day was tuesday it?
1: um yeah so obviously it was at work yesterday and you know i've been sort of pottering around you know keeping tabs on what was going on but i wouldn't usually have paid as much attention to, like, I sort of watched as much as, but, as early but yeah, almost as soon as Besto got to the crease, and you saw the you know the approach of the first, or heard about the approach of the first few balls, and it was, you know that bit of time, it was like, yeah, you know, as soon as tea was over, it's like I'm just going to watch this, mm. basically put yeah, you know, put down all work. I mean, it, it was a
0: feeling, wasn't it? It
1: was, it was slightly bewildering as to like where it came from. Because mm. I know, yeah, you know, yeah, as you say, you know, under new management, lots have been made about the approach that. Stokes and McCullum would take, or the direction they would lead the team or take the team in. But I mean, this is like on another level beyond what we've seen before in, in terms of aggression and mm. kind of cavalier chasing from, from any team. Yeah. Uh, as you say, they, they had way more time than they, they ended up needing. It was like, it was, it was a bit bizarre, actually, wasn't it? It was like, I think, sort of every boundary, it was like, oh, it's beating the field, oh, it's, it's four. It was <laughs> like, what? Where, what
0: Well, yeah. it was like watching white ball cricket? Yeah, it was like watching a T twenty run chase or a fifty over run chase. Yeah, and it is it's just astonishing, as you say, quite hard to explain, quite hard to compute, like the the juxtaposition between that and the kind of limp, dismal performances that we've you know that we saw in Australia, in yeah. the Caribbean, even in the first innings of this series. I mean, it's it, it from like 10 days ago to this is it's crazy. The transformation Yeah, I think might away. be the wrong word because it might not, um, it might not be sustained, but, but the difference between that and this,
1: you know, there was an element, there was some fortune in it.
0: That's, that's for sure. Definitely, um, yeah.
1: You know, yeah. But, but we'll come like, on to this.
0: A lot of drop catches. Well, I mean, in the
1: test match as a whole, it was like, yeah. I mean, it could have been a very, very, very different game in so many different ways because both sides just shelled so many catches so many balls just sort of dropped just short or just you know just in the middle of fielders um i mean in terms of how good a test match well one of the bones that i'd say is it it is one of the most extraordinary cricket innings i've ever seen well best day best day people calling it one of the great test innings is almost it's, it's not really for me right do you know what i mean like because, it, because it, it didn't feel like a test yeah, just, it like I, I was actually well, I was really surprised when they flashed up the graphic about the fastest England's fastest Test hundred being only seven you know seventy five balls wasn't it yeah from nineteen oh five whatever it was yeah I, yeah I was quite amazed actually at that that, that KP or or you know mm. or, or someone there hadn't been one in that ballpark you know, in, in more recent times or you know gone close to that um, but yeah like. Uh, it, you know, it was a phenomenal innings but it wasn't a great t- well, well and this is my other bone sorry to pick is we, so and i love nasa great great commentator great pundit but both test matches are finished with him saying well that's one of the great test innings you've just seen there <laughs> about Root re- guiding it into the, yeah. the total in the first match and the first test and then about bear Stay here it's like you can't you can't just say for every match winning hundred that it's one of the
0: great test things i mean that's why I love the phrase "one of" because <laughs> yeah. it's one of 500, five hundred, five thousand. But so just say, but
1: it was one of the most extraordinary spells of Test cricket I've ever seen. Definitely, yeah, it was one of the most yeah. sort
0: of captivating. Yeah, um, and as you say, there was this when they when they came out after tea and went bang, 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 and took thirteen off the first over and thirteen off the second over. I think they scored. Did they score about sixty in the first four overs after tea? And there was just immediately, there was just this kind of crackle of like something special is happening yeah. here. And yeah, I was like you at work, just sort of following the ball-by-ball update. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to put this on my phone, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, yeah, I just got to go to a meeting um, <laughs> on my own. I do know what you mean in the sense that it does feel almost a bit weird to say that's one of the great test things, Because if you sort of, if you stand that one up next to you know the the great innings that we talk about like you know brian lara and it does just feel it feels like a very different category because of the the type of innings that it was but in the sense that it was an innings played in a test match
1: <laughs> yeah okay all right <laughs> and yeah. one yeah.
0: and essentially won a game yeah. almost single-handedly or you know turned the game on its head and won it out of nowhere because it was you know something that is already that has already been forgotten but at the time people were like maybe this is the best test innings of all time is Kusal Pereira against South Africa um in 2019 and that, that
1: arguably w- better though because
0: yeah uh, in a more
1: in uh, you know in a in terms of match situation yeah. you know more precarious
0: definitely yeah no I'm not saying Bear is better than Pereira by the way but but that he did play quite aggressively in that innings and I think what you can say here I mean obviously we will come on to New Zealand and it seems clear that they're not the team they were 12 months ago. But coming into this series, we I thought they'd be way too strong for England. I particularly thought the bowlers would be way too strong for the England batting. So to play in innings like that in the fourth innings, all right, it wasn't a mindful of a pitch at all. Like it was a pr- very good pitch to bat on, at the, you know, even on the fifth day. Um, but against those, you know, he was, Trent Bolt, who'd bowled brilliantly throughout the game, Bearstow was just smacking him back over his head for six and i do know what you mean in the sense that it's like it's it's weird and it's it's somehow inex for some slightly inexplicable reasons i find it troubling <laughs> or like unsettling that this kind of thing can happen it feels so sort of anathema to the kind of test cricket that we were raised on you know but it's very watchable and oh, yeah. it is Test cricket. I mean, he had they, were, they had fielders on the boundary. You know, that you didn't have the sort of fielding restrictions that you. Yeah, yeah I, like, only... I know there's 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 caveat. It's not one of the best innings of all time because the state of the pitch, the state of the game, the bowling attack. You know, perhaps isn't what you know. Southie's out of form. and there, Jameson was injured and, and it was an old ball and stuff. But. What you know, there's a danger of it being becoming a victim of its own brilliance in a way because where you're just like, Well, it was so Swiss. it's almost like so out there, yeah, th- such an outlier that you're like, Well, it doesn't really count. But your point about like it's it's so surprising that I think it's 1902 that Gilbert Jessup innings, which is the fastest of all time, which I have to say, I didn't realize you know that that's that, that, that record is as old as that. But the but presumably the reason that we haven't seen somebody like KP break it or Flint off or whatever is because in Test cricket, you have to take your time to get in. And even, and Bester actually did do that. I mean, he had a comparatively restrained start to this innings. I think he scored, I wrote it down, uh, 93. So from T, you know, when they came out after T and started clattering it around, from then he scored 93 and 43 balls. I do know what you mean. And I don't think it's like the best innings of all time, but it's it was pretty sensational
1: oh you know yeah like look, stop
0: having a go at him uh, yeah i you
1: know no, no, not and uh, uh, you know it's, it's actually we've spoken about johnny best obviously a lot in our lives um, but, <laughs> but so our
0: our partners certainly think <laughs> yeah. we've spoken too much i've talked about, about johnny um about all sorts of things yeah
1: but you know genu- yeah it's great to see him doing well again and then, well, i suppose actually come in well, coming back into the side in the Ashes, he scored that hundred. He um, had one since, didn't he? But then he, you know, it was on a bit of a, a lean trot going into the innings. So it's like, I just don't really get. I don't. I'd love to know what mm. they said to each other when they kind of came to the crease, and like they just they didn't need to do that in any way. I mean, I, yeah, okay. It, like obviously, it proved to be absolutely. You know, they got them there with so much to yeah. spare, but it was like. Yeah, it's like why?
0: It what are they going so like, mad? Let's let's try and up the tempo, and then it just came off, and they're like, well, yeah, just, yeah. just keep doing it." Yeah, I mean,
1: but it what I mean, it, you know, it was a risky maneuver because there really wasn't a huge amount to back that up. So, um, yeah, fair play. And, you know, obviously, you know, Stokes was at the other end, kind of hobbling around a bit. Mm. Not the agitator in this case. Um, yeah, well, they still scored still, seven, seventy-five faster than run a ball. Yeah, still went for it. But yeah, he, he's made to look patient by best, Day in the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we've we've spoken about it obviously before. Uh, you know, Test cricket fans are quite fussy. It's like, mm. you know, lots of you know, it has to. They're only happy if it ends with all three results at stake. You know, in the last hour of day five, which yeah. obviously happens so free- infrequently, but this is about as close as you can get in a kind of bonkers finish like that well so. yeah
0: so that you know this why this is why what i was going to say is that for me this was this was essentially a perfect test match like i mean you yeah. just you can't really ask for anything more yeah at tea on day five all three i guess all four results were possible and yeah like there was part of you know so if you want to be incredibly picky you can say well england you know took it down so quickly that <laughs> that it, it didn't quite end up with the, the it, yeah. absolutely <laughs> nail biting finale that that we might have hoped for, but it, but but not just because of that finale, but because of the way it ebbed and flowed throughout the game. And this is what I was, got very frustrated with. There were people on day three going like, "Oh, here we go, board draw. New Zealand scored five hundred, and then England were, were batting well." And it's like, let's. Th- this is why Test cricket is five days. But, I mean, that said, obviously, when a team scores 500, it's quite rare that you. Well, yeah. this, this might be the only, pretty much the only example ever of where it's gone 500, 500, and then we've had a final day like this. But, um, yeah, I mean, I,
1: in terms of this being the perfect test match, I think it obviously will go down in the annals, but that final day will, given as well the kind of, um, you know, the situation with tickets, the fact that, that uh, they gave them away for free on that final mm. day, it was packed. Sound like a fantastic atmosphere. Rocking, wasn't it? Rocking. Um, yeah, you know this. This will go down as as one of the great kind of modern days of of Test cricket in England. You know, along with the you know, Broad's eight fur and, and those kind of those moments in Test cricket. So um, also at Trent Bridge, wasn't that? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, fair play to uh, to Nottinghamshire for doing those tickets for free on the final day. That was you know to be applauded. I think to do that. Um, well,
1: and, it's just to say, the thing about the commentary, again, it was said at the end, you know, and people write off test cricket. It's like, no, no one's writing off test cricket in England. Well, yeah, I know. It's yeah. like that yeah. whole yeah. thing yeah. again. It's like, oh, you know, full house. <laughs> uh, everyone's into it. It's well,
0: like, we might come onto this, but this happens in all sorts of ways, doesn't it? Because, yeah, because the commentators are like, and people write off Johnny Bairstow, and people write <laughs> off this England batting. It's like, well, yes, yeah, so this isn't, this isn't necessarily what we were worried about, you know, England. and G- Let's see, yeah. What happens later on? As you say, likewise for this, yeah, no one's ever been worried about being able to get a full house in England. Although saying that, actually, they were worried about that at Lord's the other week. So, and given. That's because they put the prices up. Yeah, well, that is because they put the prices stuff, up. But, but yeah. you know, given the, the dismal, dismal winter that England had, you know, there, there would have been a point, I'm sure, on our, one of our Ashes dailies where we were talking about, well, <laughs> you know, who's going to come and watch? You know, it does raise questions about, you know, whether people are going to come and watch. In the summer and you know, so to to see that crowd and you know they had that magnificent day out. It does as we talked about on the preview, because of the changes that have been made with McCullum and so on, it does that is just a, a there's been a kind of change in the weather, hasn't there, for English cricket? I and mean, we we'll see what happens in the longer term, but it there's suddenly a feeling of it, of excitement in the air, which is which was not the case last winter. So yeah, I mean, this was just such an enjoyable test match. Um a great advert for test cricket i've written down here Tane. it's kind of, you know have you ever heard that expression before no you it's think novel that? Is it an advert to, to rank alongside the tango adverts and that uh, that one with the gorilla playing the drums and the, the cadbury's one as one of the great adverts of all time um brazil in the airport brazil in the airport exactly um so yeah brilliant brilliant test match um incredible turnaround from England and we, I'm
1: just Sorry. reading my notes <laughs> like incredible it
0: was, it was an absolutely incredible turn the page test match um, and yeah well we've we've touched on this already but just what an extraordinary turnaround from England <laughs> what an extraordinary and, test match and, and <laughs> we've touched on this a bit what an incredible <laughs> test <turnaround. laughs> match what a turnaround from England and so yeah as you say the just just the turnaround from the start of this from the first their first batting innings of this series but certainly from the winter, and it's felt like this is something from a parallel universe. I mean, all right, this isn't the way England were playing, but it feels like something from kind of, you know, at that time, but it feels like something from kind of 2011, where England are just just scoring hundreds for fun. And I mean, that yeah, they weren't necessarily playing in this kind of cavalier fashion. But, you know, you remember those days where England's biggest problem in the batting was that Ian Bell... Only scored a hundred when someone else had already got one. <laughs> when or, two others had scored yeah, hundred, or like when Alistair Cook kept getting out in the sixties, you know, and that was England's <laughs> biggest problem. Yeah. And in the you know in the winter we'd kill for that. But suddenly it does feel like there's just runs coming from all sorts of different places. So yeah, there' are lots to be encouraged about. You, I mean, you you said Tony, that you you have this problem of not enjoying it enough. Do, you know, when England do put in a performance like this, pull off a result like this you don't enjoy you go kind of like uh, but then when you have something like the ashes you're like i should have enjoyed the yeah, good times exactly. more are you feeling like that at the moment you need yeah, to pick up, you need to up your microphone you've done it yeah
1: yeah i know i'm trying to trying to enjoy it <laughs> really fighting to enjoy this trying to enjoy your life um, a bit more yeah no yeah for sure i don't know maybe it's just doing this podcast has made me not enjoy cricket as much <laughs> <laughs> not enjoy the wins because i'm looking for the you know <laughs> stop
0: quoting our itunes reviews <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, no. I, yeah, I think you couldn't really help but enjoy this series. Um, and one more test to go. And I, I don't necessarily think people are getting carried away, but we shouldn't get carried away. Uh, we, you know, as you said before, we we thought New Zealand would be very strong, or would be strong enough to to get the better of England here. They've had a bit of misfortune with injuries. Okay, England have also, mm. you know, on the, certainly on the bowling side of are missing like two Test bowling attacks. Uh, things haven't quite gone. New Zealand's way, but again, both Test matches could have, you know, the, the first Test could have gone the other oh, way quite right.
0: easily. New Zealand could easily be two 0 Yeah,
1: it, it, it's been a, it's been a cracking. Yeah, so you know, I mean, that's not to be critical of of England, or, or not to say that sort of England have kind of got away with it slightly, but um yeah, but yeah, but it's it's been a competitive Test match, uh, competitive Test series, and yeah, you know, obviously a
0: phenomenal start from McCullum, Key, and Stokes. Yeah. Well, I have written down a word in my notes here, Tony. I'll just, I'll just put this to you. Honeymoon. Do you think there's any element of that? That's kind of honeymoon period? Or is, is there a danger? As you say, is there a danger that people get too carried away with this? I suppose, yeah, because I I, I didn't actually say this on the preview, so I've got no way of proving this. But I did think, not necessarily. <laughs> Funny, he
1: had some sort of forum to,
0: <laughs> to get these ideas to out there. express my yeah. opinions about cricket. I didn't think. I'm not going to say I thought that exactly this would happen, but I did think it would probably happen. You know, the
1: best they would do <laughs> on
0: day five at the Trent Bridge. You know that, that, that Stokes would get off to a good start as captain because it, it does feel that like there's you know it's new broom, new era. That, that there's usually that sort of feeling of opt- optimism, and it's the the new manager bounce thing. You know, the, this isn't the test, really, is it? The the, the real letmus test is going to be this winter in Pakistan, and you know on 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 a way a way towards coming up and in in two years time when stokes is starting to be ground down by the, the 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 pressure and the responsibility so yeah we will see and it's not yeah it's definitely like it's not as if all the problems have suddenly been fixed i mean i, I talked about this a, a while ago but you know there, there was an element of you know when when broad and anderson were left out and people were so furious about it like uh, i did think that was ultimately probably the wrong decision and it was the right decision to bring them back but there was an element of like well there we go job done <laughs> so, okay. at some point we're going to have to think about what we do about you know after Broaden and anderson and there are some players who you know in some kind of areas in the team that even in these two tests have still been problems like jack leach has and i've been a big defender of jack leach but he's not had a good couple of tests here and you know that 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 is a concern but it's hard not to enjoy that performance, really, tone, isn't it? And you know, firstly, yeah, it's hard testament. not to firstly enjoy it, and secondly, to start to get a little bit excited because it has. It's been a pretty grim time, hasn't it? As an England fan, <laughs> England Test fan. So yeah, let's enjoy the good times when they happen. Yeah,
1: well, exactly. It was one in seventeen, wasn't it? It's was like we were talking about. Yeah, you know, England were being talked about in Test terms. Uh, you know, among the worst England Test sides of all time, or like going back to the sort of late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, it's just great fun. You know, Lees looks uh, like he's kind of coming, he's sort of to find his feet. Uh, I suppose that, you know, that's a sign in a way of, you know, a, a reward for showing a bit of patience to someone. But likewise, Crawley does running out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like running out. Of, likewise, yeah. Crawley is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, Crawley's running out of road a bit, which is a real shake. I really want Crawley to do well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know the, some of the decisions that have been made this week have paid off. Pope up to three. Um, and he batted well, although again I think he's dropped probably like three times, mm. in the, you know, for not a lot. So you know he got away, he capitalised on that, and again I really want Pope to do well. So, can yeah. I, say, I don't sorry don't, to interject?
0: Sir. Can I just say there've been there were some absolutely aston, like just sumptuous cover drives in this match. Yeah, and Ollie Pope right up there. I could watch Ollie Pope cover drive all day. Yeah.
1: Well, exactly, you know, we want people like, we want him in the team playing well and, uh, yeah, in, you know, in fluid form. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was the right move. I like the fact that Stokes said, I'm going to bat. I probably didn't say this on the preview. I was <laughs> like, he should bat three. But I like the fact that he's just said he where he wants to bat, yeah. that's where he's going to bat. Root's going to bat four, so therefore there's the, sl- uh, you know, your slot is three, not yeah. kind of gerrymandering everyone around. To come on to Root... It's all like yeah. It's such a joy to see him batting the way he is at the moment. He's almost back to that early career form, and I've said it so many times. Uh, what I enjoy so much is that he's he seems to get to sort of forty or twenty, thirty, forty in absolutely no time. He's just you he sort of he comes in, you look away for two minutes, and he's, he's thirty off thirty balls or forty, you know, thirty off thirty five balls. And he just kind of scampers so around. So busy, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, just absolutely magical. And it is phenomenal to see him doing well again. Yet again, though, I just want to say, and I, you know, I do, I love Joe Root, the batsman. Can we stop saying like we're witnessing greatness and all this stuff? Mm. He didn't score any runs in Australia, and I, I, I want to come on to just a bit about the captaincy stuff. Like, you know, these are the runs. These, this is his bread and butter runs. Like, for for him to achieve greatness, it's by scoring match-winning
0: runs in the most difficult. Situations, yes. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I completely agree with that. But what I would say is that he Just did. It. He did. <laughs> now, what I would say is we're witnessing grain. Now, what I would say is that he did score match-winning runs in the first test of this series. Absolutely, so, and, yeah. and, But th- that almost underlines your point because that was actually his first ever hundred in the fourth innings of a test. He obviously scores a hell of a lot of runs. You know, like across the course of his career, he's got a hell of a lot of runs, a hell of a lot of centuries. But when the chips are really down. Does he? Um, and that's unfair because he's scored, you know, very important runs and, and match-running runs in other circumstances. But that, you know, in a fourth innings run chase, he's not done that. Yeah, until this.
1: And if he's England's greatest ever Test batsman, then you'd think England's greatest ever Test batsman, in the form, in his best year, which was last year, would have scored two three hundreds in that Ashes series. Mm. So I, it's just it's, it's annoying that it's a shame that he didn't. Um, and he'll have you know well, uh, two
0: opportunities maybe more he'll have more opportunities and this is why like I'm so delighted one of the reasons I am so I do start to feel a little bit excited about where things are going is because you know the I do think the change of captain is massive as I said on the preview I wouldn't have given this to Stokes I think having McCullum there does change that calculation a bit because for all the reasons we talked about last time because you know there I feel like that's if, it, if Silverwood had still been in charge, I would have thought, well, that's just going to be continuity. Stokes is just going to be continuity from the Root era. But it does feel like McCullum coming in with the gravitas and the authority to to take things in a new direction and, and Stokes to, to go along with him. But the the other, so firstly, it's good because there's, Root was not a good captain and there's a better captain in charge. But it also frees up Root, doesn't it? Doesn't it just liberate Joe Root? So, you know, clearly in the last twelve months, he scored a huge number of runs and centuries as captain. But he didn't do it in Australia when the pr- you know when the pressure was really on or the the crunch moments of matches. He didn't do it, and now he's without that pressure, with that burden taken away. He can just concentrate; he doesn't have to think about anything else. He can just concentrate on his batting, and it's exciting to think about how many runs he could score yeah, in the yeah. next three, four, five years. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a lot of time ahead of him. Still. And I
1: think as well, like. You know, obviously Stokes has only been in the job for a month, I guess, yeah. whatever it is, six weeks. He'll be confronted with some challenging situations. But when actually, when you think about Root's tenure as captain, particularly towards the end, like the number of just sort of shit shows he had to kind of front up about or mm. answer difficult questions about, you know, the racism scandal at Yorkshire or you know Ollie Roberts, you know, who, you know all these there was and there's so many kind of controversies and you know, select committee, you know, there's just there's a lot of off the off the pitch stuff mm. that he would have been asked about and had to, or at least would have had to come up with answers to, if he was asked about. So yeah, uh, perhaps, yeah perhaps we were harsh on him. Well, I don't know if we were harsh. Not enough, harsh on just, him. but you uh, know, or perhaps you know, well, this, 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 you can, this decision
0: should have been made a long time yeah, ago. Actually, exactly. he should never have been made captain in the first place. Is my opinion, but he, he certainly, you know, it should have been taken off him a while ago. And now, you know, it's like fill your boots. <laughs> it's just just go out there and do what you do and, and that's very exciting I, I don't know if you saw this time, there was a, a headline on Crick Info this week is the Fab Four now a Fab One a bit like when the big four in tennis became the big one for a while when you know when the others kind of dropped away and it was just yeah. Djokovic because I hadn't really I'd sort of um, noticed this individually but I hadn't sort of put it all together that Coley, Smith and Williamson are, are all in a bit of a dip in form at the moment so actually <laughs> Joe Root has scored 10 test centuries since any of Coley, williamson or smith last scored a century. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> it is a joke. It's ridiculous because and also because before that I, the headline might have been is the big four now a big three because root was struggling so you know things come and go, don't they? But that 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 is pretty pretty ridiculous. Um so yeah, real reasons to be encouraged there for England and with the batting lineup generally and obviously the the batting has just been desperate for a long time but it's and as we will keep stressing this there's a there's bigger tests to come or you know the real test is 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 to come for this but but it does just start to feel like things are falling into place a little bit or at least it looks a, a bit more sensible than it did as you say Alex Lees has been good um I, I don't know if i mentioned in my roundup that he got what 70 odd in the first innings that was his first test 50 is only 50 so far but he does have now six consecutive scores of 20 or above which is the first time an england opener has done that since andrew strauss in 2006 wow. so there's a you know possibly a, a question about whether you know, he keeps getting out for 20 or 30 but um but it, yeah just he's he's it's he, something at least. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to have that kind of obvious technical weakness that we've seen with other people or even Zach Crawley keeps nicking off, doesn't he? So, um, And he really kind of looks a million dollars in the second innings here. And as you say, magnificent hundred from Ollie Pope and like Uton, I would love it if Ollie Pope can nail that down. I was sceptical. I remain not completely, you know, there's, there's more work to do, but he does look fantastic. Like if he can nail number three, then wow, that's, that's huge for England. So really, really encouraging there. Um, and I'm also absolutely delighted to see Ben Foulkes doing well and he he was actually there at the end you know he was out in the middle for two tests in a row um, at the the victory moment I think I'm right in saying these are his first ever tests in England yeah Um, he obviously had a bit of a difficult time in the Caribbean didn't he and already you know there's t- there was talk coming to the series of oh Josh Butler's interested again and you know so <laughs> there, there was some kind of pressure on him. yeah so I'm I'm really really pleased for him because I I feel like and it, his wicket keeping's been excellent in this series as well hasn't it and he, he you know that even even that stro- he struggled a bit in the Caribbean so and he looks in great touch with the bat and I just feel like he should have sorry I got a bit choked up there didn't <laughs> <laughs> <and I> just <laughs> just getting a bit emotional there I just really think. That ben has been hard done by, you know. I think he should have been in the team for a long time, and I, I'm, pl- I'm very pleased to see that. We well, had that, in- that unfortunate injury, didn't he? Wasn't did he slip in the
1: changing room or something? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's been a bit unlucky at times, but yeah, you know, if you're sort of trying to solve this England puzzle right now, yeah, he's kind of, yeah, he's he's sort of firmly set in place, really. Yeah, that's why I say like we shouldn't get carried away because there are still, you know, there's still work, there's a long way to go, obviously. Mm. You could easily see England in the third test being skittled out for, you know, a small total. But no, I'm going I'm to remain happy, I think.
0: I want to talk about New Zealand, Tony. You've bought me a 12, because you're a generous guy. I'm thinking about, I've been eyeing it yeah, up. Yeah, pop it, up. I'm, I'm thinking pop it about, out. Can you talk about New Zealand for a while while <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. 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 a 12? How, how disappointed will they be, do you think? Like, I mean, is it just a case of, like, our oh, hats off to England for that performance, or...? We've touched on this a bit with the the drops and so on. You know, will, will New Zealand be kicking themselves here? Yeah, like I'm. Yeah. I'm going to need probably at least a minute okay. on there trying to fill it.
1: Um, yeah, they will be disappointed because it's yeah, it's a missed opportunity. You know, given if you if you're coming to uh, to play a team with have won one in seventeen tests, you're probably thinking you know we've got a good chance here. So yeah, they'll definitely be kicking themselves. As I said before, both these tests could could have gone either way. And actually, you know. England dropped catches as well, obviously. So you know, it could have been the result could have been anything really in this in this match. But yeah, they they look you know they look they look all right. I, I, you know, you said they're they're on the way down. They probably are from where they were to win the World Test Championship. But you know, it, things haven't quite fallen into place here. You know, Jamieson looks so good in that first test, and then obviously has the injury, um, which which pulled him out of this one. Some obvious bright spots. I mean, Mitchell. And Blundell as well. That you know, the two of them have been absolutely brilliant. I mean, Mitchell, you know, he's not a sort of you, you know, he's not a Babarazam, is he? He's not a sort of, he's not a Rolls Royce batsman in the in the sense that you wouldn't. But he's scoring Rolls Royce
0: runs at the moment. In the sense that you wouldn't pay <laughs> to watch him.
1: But, but, he, but he's, he's been such a, a joy to watch. Like, yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal. Um, and I, I, yeah, I remember him. I mean, he changed the game. In the World T Twenty, didn't he? He was the one who uh, he came in and yeah, and took the, took the match away from England in that T Twenty World Cup. But yeah, was that that's what I said, isn't it? World T Twenty. He's a serious player, uh, and he maybe you know, maybe slightly underrated potentially coming into this, but well, but yeah, although, not, not underrated now.
0: <coughs> although he probably wouldn't have played well, quite, but yeah. for the injuries to Henry Nichols. So um, yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um I can't remember what I was going to say there. I'm I'm thinking about the 12 still. You did quite a good job there. I yeah, managed one it. I managed one bar.
1: I just want to mention Blundell as well. Um, you know, obviously, he was unlucky, unlucky you know, he missed out on his, his hundred um in the first test, got there this time. A lot has been made about England's batting in the last few years, about their you know positioning at the crease and the movements and and, and whatnot. Blundell stays so unbelievably still mm. at the crease. It's almost that, I mean, that's how I, how I should bat, really. <laughs> well, in fact, that, that is how I bat, and I miss everything. <laughs> so you bat, but you, you don't move... I can't move quick enough, then. <laughs> yeah. You don't move anything. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you don't move your hands, yeah. either. Like, um, the ball's just coming past my bat as I'm pulling <laughs> it up for the bat lift. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so, you know, that he's the sort of player that has been a, the sort of cornerstone of that New Zealand sort of middle-lower order. As the, you know, they're, they're good at producing those kind of players, Um so yeah, you know, good for them on that front.
0: Yeah, I remember what I was going to say, which is just that, you know, in saying that um, you know, they're they're on their way down. I think you know, that that's probably an exaggeration, but yeah. Jeremy Coney keeps saying that they're just just past their peak, and I think that's probably correct. Like I mean, and if you look at this team, a lot of them are in their 30s, you know, you know, Saudi's not a good series here and, you know, is he sort of coming towards the end perhaps? And also maybe it's just the case that they and <laughs> For all its, for all that we weren't that fussed about the World Test Championship, maybe there is a kind of you know post, post the Lord Mayor show thing there where they they sort of, they did achieve what they wanted and that and they've had injuries and they've had, you know Williamson's been kind of in and out of the team with injury and obviously missed this test with COVID, um, and yeah, there's just they're just not quite they just don't for in a number of ways they don't seem quite the kind of all conquering force that they were 12 months ago and, and their results since then haven't been good. They haven't won a test series since then. They made a lot of mistakes here, you know, a lot of drop catches. I was also a bit surprised by the selection since I was, I've been quite surprised that they haven't played Neil Wagner in this series, who who was terrific last summer and has been brilliant for a number of years. I mean, he's one who is getting on a bit. So perhaps he's one of the ones who's who's slightly on the way down. But I mean, Matt Henry was very, very good until he started getting smashed around by, johnny bairstow but yeah it's uh, that that was a little bit surprising to me i mean trent bolt has been fantastic lovely trenty lovely Trinty has been uh has been fantastic but aside from that the bowling hasn't been what i expected but as you say still very competitive so even in you know if this is a slight slump which might be harsh they're still very very competitive aren't they and they 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 played this game in the right way, in the right spirit, as people say. But also, they really could have won it. And they could have won the first test as well. So, uh, for all that, yeah, this isn't... They don't seem to be quite the team they were 12 months ago. And there has been a bit of a downturn in results. If a couple of things had gone the other way, they could easily be 2-0 up here and we'd be yeah, having very a very different, different yeah, conversation. Very different.
1: So, I think in terms of my wager on the um, the prediction, and I'll probably... I'd get my money
0: back, I think. So, you said New Zealand 2-0, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I said New Zealand 2-1. So, we're... I think we would both have our both. money back on <laughs> we both... We were in I'm the right we, yeah. ballpark. Well we don't know what's we don't know the final score, yeah. do we? Because there's one test to go. So are you, are you, if England you,
1: blitz New Zealand in the final test. What are you saying
0: at this point? Three <sighs> nil?
1: I honestly don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: I don't, I wouldn't like to make a prediction. <laughs> well, I'm asking you to make prediction. <laughs> I know you wouldn't like to. Sometimes uh, we all have to do things that we don't. I'll go New enjoy. Zealand
1: New Zealand to come back and knit one. Two one. Potentially. Is okay. Jameson gonna be fit? No, probably not. doesn't it's look like It's a stress
0: it. fracture, isn't it? Well, maybe Wagner might come in now. Okay, England 3-0. Courage of your convictions, Tane. Yeah. Stick to it. 2-1. I don't know. Stick to your <laughs> Courage of your convictions, Stick to New Zealand 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be it, I think, for the World Creek Show this time. you enjoyed this one, Tane? It's been good. What have you made of this spot, of this location? It's getting it's it's almost dark it's now. It's cooling
1: down. If we'd got here a bit earlier, if you'd sort the batteries out, we'd... Um we'd be in sort of glorious sunset right now probably. yeah
0: we, we arrived bang on time but then discovered there were no batteries in yeah. the recorder or the batteries were dead in the recorder so you had to this evening which is why you've come back with a twirl <laughs> yeah. as well so it's not I all bad this evening's just gone past its peak i think <laughs> yeah yeah slight uh slight <laughs> downturn yeah now but it's quite nice there's a there's some sort of uh how would you describe that boat out there yeah. some sort of yeah, boat you could call it that lit up out there there's the lights on on the castle castle Cornet. Guarding the entrance to St. Peterport, which is a kind of beautiful uh jumble of houses.
1: Steps, steps town, historic town, the historic port.
0: Yeah. St. Peterport. Um I think it's been quite a good little location. Yeah. We managed like there's been no crowd tonight, so we managed to find we managed to find a secret enough spot. Word didn't get out this time. Teenagers <laughs> are sort of running around town trying to find us. <laughs> well, there's probably some rowdy teenagers <laughs> not too far away, um, if I know St Peterport, but they may, maybe not in that. throwing them off the same. Maybe not in that respect. Um, so yeah, I think it's been good. You kind of uh, alluded to this at the start, but a few listeners have been touched to uh, to flag up the fact that the World Cricket Show got a mention <laughs> on this week's final word podcast. With well, I
1: presume there's a few listeners going to be contacting adam and
0: jeff to say oh, you
1: had a shower on the more cruciate <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: probably yeah potentially should be also possibly some listeners may have come here after hearing about it the final word switched <laughs> off just <laughs> talking about the urban planning of st peterport and just uh switched off yeah but yeah Ad- adam collins gave us a little shout out to not saying that he you know he was a a, a big long-time listener or a listener back in the day. Listener. Actually, said he doesn't <laughs> listen anymore, which i do <laughs> not sure what to make well, of that. I mean, you know, it's all about consistency,
1: isn't it? With podcasting, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've very
0: much fallen by the wayside a few times. And talked about how it kind of inspired the the final words. You listen to that? Time? I did.
1: It was really nice to hear. Yeah. Cheers to Adam. I was good. I mean, yeah, he did come on. I think he said he came on about six years ago. I reckon it was more like ten, but
0: no, no, it was about five. Mostly, yeah, it probably, about five. it probably was. It probably was. But yeah. Uh. It did make me laugh that essentially, I'm sure this isn't what he meant, but he was essentially saying, like it was like our key achievement was inspiring someone else yeah. to start a podcast. Like that's that's ultimately, that's the the, the end outcome of the World Creek Show. Do you remember we used to get quite a like, lot, Adam may have even been one of them, I should go back through the emails, but we used to get like on a semi-regular basis we get emails pinging in from people <laughs> saying yeah. Oh, yeah, i've been listening to your podcast i mean it's, i guess pretty much anyone could do this so have <laughs> yeah. you got any advice for uh for starting up it was a bit of a thing for a while yeah those emails seem to have trumped
1: up as well so yeah I don't I know. they all made it too easy to get in yeah um no it was it was very very nice to hear uh you know obviously we didn't sell out in quite the way uh that adam and, and jeff have done you know we didn't want to do tms commentary slots yeah. really didn't fancy that. Just turned it down. Know, yeah, very much so. I think it's lunacross what Gordon McRae put it, you know, the Velvet underground of cricket podcasting. Yeah. Just you know.
0: He was he <laughs> was try he was trying to work out when we started. We should put it on we should like we should say, you know, established two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight is when episode one of this thing came of out. Of course
1: we were doing it before that as well, We were Podcast. Yeah.
0: So that yeah. was two thousand and six. The very first podcast that we ever recorded was 2006. The last time an England bats an England opener scored six consecutive scores of twenty or more <laughs> was that summer. That, so that was the inspiration behind <laughs> us to
1: starting yeah. the podcast. We watched Strauss it for the sixth
0: time. we were like, right, <laughs> yeah, someone's <laughs> going to hear about this. Let's get some microphones. Um, that's actually frightening, though, isn't yeah. it? What do you think? That's like pre-iphone. We yeah. did that. You dug out the photo the other day. We should post that. We actually should, yeah. We should post that. We the, actually the, should. The, the, the Guernsey Press came down to take a photo of uh before I think before we'd even recorded an episode, <laughs> we were like, let's let's get a press release the, out. <laughs> the press release out. We we're doing a podcast and it was literally like you're doing a what? Yeah. A what cast. Um but it's a it's a fairly ludicrous photo that so yeah, it's photo very photos. amusing
1: it's classic like yeah local media or, yeah local newspaper kind of staged shot you've got headphones on and, a, and a holding an iPod yeah like towards the wide angle lens yeah none um, across one Gordon McRae is there looking quite miffed to be there <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to call him Nick Fowler Nick yeah other London Cross one and Nick Fowler <laughs> is there Nick. I think holding a bat yeah and then I'm just at the back leaning in with like <laughs> shoulder length hair in my arcade fire t-shirt it's
0: like, wow. But we were also, so it was us four. It was five people doing a podcast, which is weird to think about now. It was us four plus a friend of the show, Patrick, who listens, may I know from the, the film pod and the, the, the World Tennis Show. But he didn't turn up for the press vote. I remember this very distinctly, phoning him, like, <laughs> like where are you? The photographer's going to be here in five minutes. He's like, yeah, just going for a really quick swim. And then I'll be I was like, oh. So, yeah. so he's managed to get away with not being in that photo. I don't know if we took
1: a photo of the first recording of the first World Creative Podcast, but we essentially had... <laughs> I'm trying to think what mic we had. Do did we have that blue uh, snowball? No, 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 no no, no.
0: no, We just No, we just put the laptop directly in the middle into your laptop, of a room.
1: Yeah. And we sat... There was like eight of us sat around it, just <laughs>
0: chipping in. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> I think, doing like Lord of the Rings impressions. I like
1: Nick, uh, Nick's girlfriend at the time was doing meteorology i think at university <laughs> yeah. so we got to do a weather forecast yeah
0: <laughs> yeah good times yeah great good times and, we're, great still, times. We're, and, and we're, we're still here everyone, in everyone else darkness. involved in that <laughs> has gone on to do something else came uh, up at the right it's, time it's in like serious jobs yeah. and uh and we're still doing this at, at five to ten on a wednesday evening but well anyway I've enjoyed this one it's It's been been good good, fun really good so um, let's should we try and do this again after the third after the dead rubber yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll be back we'll be much easier in the summer we'll be back it is because you can come and do this are we gonna go for a swim no not now (sighs) it's a bit chilly too cold too late all right well stay in school everyone do get involved on social media we'll post that photo from 2006 on Twitter Facebook Instagram I'm sure you can find us there we're at cricket show uh, on most of those things uh, but until next time I think that's that's going to be it thanks for the twelve tone yeah cheers thanks for your in pleasure uh, thanks for chipping in uh, yeah anytime and I'll talk to you again soon see you mate bye bye for now it happens to us to us
1: Bye-bye,
0: bye-bye,